You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us for Worshipology. Uh, today, I'm so pumped because I'm talking to the one and only Matt Podesla. This guy is not only like the most incredible guitar player I've ever been around, but just one of the funnest humans that I think I've ever uh, shared a room with. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this time that we have together. Say what's up, Matt. What's up, guys? Curse, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> Now we here. met, I don't know, what was it, like almost a decade ago, our mutual friend Dan Moy, you guys grew up together. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, like Dan Moy, he played electric guitar with us at National Community Church. From what I understand, you guys kind of had a little uh, guitar thing going on as you were growing up, and you guys are both amazing. Like, <laughs> what was that? What, what was that? Like, just the challenge? Who is going to um, yeah, own, this, own this pedal more? <laughs> who's ex- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he actually, I remember my, we both got the same multi-effects unit in like 10th grade because we were getting into getting into sounds and try it was funny boy technology's come a long way though now since then was but, that uh, was that a digitech pedal i i i think this is hilarious i remember i think it was called Toneworks or something oh, I wow. don't, dude i don't even know um you know but we uh yeah, we, we, we both got obsessed, <laughs> I would say, is the word with guitar and just pushed each other. Uh, <laughs> it's going to wow. be better. Yeah, yeah. We grew up together at church. Our families have been friends since we were born. So, yeah. See, that's the cool thing. So Dan introduced us about a decade ago. I had you come out to National Community Church. You did a guitar clinic. You played with our team. I know you've been back there several times since. Yep. You travel around. You do these workshops. You, you've you played with basically every worship leader <laughs> under the sun. You've been on tons of recordings. I mean, dude, just kind of tell us, like, what are you doing now? And then how did you get started in music and in worship in particular? Oh man! Well, should I should I start with how I got started, and then we'll go? Yeah, let's start. At the, oh, let's start at the genesis of Matt Pedestal. The genesis <laughs> of music. Well, I my my parents aren't really that musical, but they started me with piano, and I grew up playing trumpet in band. Um, and then when I got to high school, uh, actually went through a a tragedy at our church. Uh, mm. a, uh, a friend of mine and uh, I was going to 10th grade uh, committed suicide. It was a horrible time. And uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Dan, our friend Dan knew him too. And um, it, it, uh, a lot of us, you know, kind of tore our poor church apart in the youth group, but mm. a lot of us, um, you know, I chose to trust Jesus through that. And, you know, t- still, um, I became a Christian really early on in my life and uh, chose to just continue to trust Jesus. So with that and Dan, Dan did too, we, we coped with, part of dealing with that with learning guitar i think it was wow. uh yeah the church let our parents just kind of let us you know take some either time at school or whatever we would do we would just be at church um and learn and worship songs and um so and uh hilarious uh cutting our teeth on dave matthews band i remember learning every day i mean who didn't? who didn't who didn't yeah that was like all those you know so um yeah, you know, but worship worship music really meant a lot to me during that time. Um, uh, you know, it was you know it was a lot of um pain that I had never dealt with before, and a lot of emotions and a lot of trust. Mm. Um, you know, and learn, like just learn like I don't know, if, you know, it was a lot for a. I was fifteen at the time. So, anyways, worship music wow. just really meant a lot to me in that season, and still does. But um, ironically, uh, fast forward, I went to college in South Carolina, went to school for um. I have an accounting degree, actually. I have a business degree with a concentration in accounting. And uh, I continued, you know, Bro. music. Yeah, yeah. I continued uh, music 
during that time, you know, I, I got involved in a local church. I was involved in campus outreach. It was a campus ministry. Um, and uh, I'll just, you know, shorten the story. I just got involved in a really great church. You know, I played every week as often as I could. They, you know, I, they, they let me serve and just loved it. And, um, you know, I, it was just a God story year. Um, this is a cool part, I guess, another faith part of it. But uh, mm. fast forward to 2009, um, I had been in Charleston. That's where I went to college. And uh, I, gra- I graduated in 07. I was playing with a band, playing at church, working at Starbucks part-time, kind of putting off the inevitable that I thought I was going to get some internship at some accounting firm, you know, like trying to and, – and it got to a point where <laughs> – I uh, it got to a point where um, – I just was ready for something new. I'd been in Charleston for six years at that point. And uh, I had some friends in Atlanta, Georgia, um, in Atlanta, you know, it's a big city. There's a lot of church, bigger church movements going on. So I, in my mind, I had a friend, a couple of friends who said that I could move in their basement, a married couple um, in 2009. And so, you know, I prayed about a little bit and in my mind, uh, I was like, you know, I'll go there. I can work at a Starbucks part-time and I can see right. God open any doors. I didn't really have a plan, but I just was like, well, I'm flexible. I was 23 at the time. Um, so I told my worship leaders in Charleston in June that I was going to, you know, make just trust God and, you know, move to Atlanta. It's like five hours. And they were like, okay, I guess, you know, you, we love you here. We want you to stay. And I was like, I just felt Lord, I need to go. Anyways, I packed up all my stuff, and in August, um, that family that I was going to stay with, they had to change their plans, so I actually didn't, I couldn't stay at their house, so we had to like kind of pivot. I had to find a new place to stay. All this stuff was kind of going a little bit out of out of the, you know outside the plan I had, and wow. I just remember, I remember praying to God, you know, God, I just, I I feel like I'm supposed to do this. Can you just give me? a clear sign, you know, and obviously I had a lot of emotions going on. That's the simplest way of, of some of my prayers, you know, and um, <laughs> anyways, man, I remember driving around in Charleston. I had a storage unit. I was going to leave some stuff at, and uh, I'll never forget. I got a call from a, like an international number. And I mean, it, it, it shocked me, but it was Matt Redman had called me. He randomly, wow. yeah. Uh, he had moved, Matt Redman had moved to Atlanta from Georgia or from um, moved to Atlanta, Georgia from, England uh, to start Passion City Church, and uh, mm. he uh, he had asked some people around if he if they knew of any you know young available guitar players because he just he had kind of an erratic schedule coming up and he he needed someone who was free who could do you know kind of some commitment things and then not have a lot of commitment and I wow. fit my name got thrown around and because one of my friends in land was like well we know this kid is going to move here and he don't think he has anything going on and he's you know i think you can trust him so <laughs> so he just prayed about it and felt and god you know connected a few other dots in that and um yeah he called me and asked me and i was like oh my gosh and it you know all, everything else just fell into place so since then that was 2009 since then i've just been on a wild ride i feel like it's always a roller coaster wow. up and down so playing with different you know worship leaders i've been part of some different churches over the years and different worship movements and um yeah i've been been grateful for a crazy ride. So to this day, uh, COVID to answer the second part of your question, COVID, uh, changed a lot, you know, for all of us. And, uh, especially in the live event world drive, you know, whether that's meeting at church on Sundays or worship night or a, a tour (laughs) that'll got changed. So, um, you know, it's coming back. So I've been playing live with some different artists, um, here and there. And it's, it's kind of, it forced all artists to kind of pivot as well with what their yeah. um, priorities are with families and, 
you know, what they, how their comfort level with doing all this and trying to get back on their feet. You know, some artists lost momentum during COVID and some gained. So everybody's kind of in a different spot. So I'm in a very uh, eclectic season, I'd say, of playing with lots of different people. But um, I have been recording and uh, writing a lot of music uh, as well this last couple of years. And uh, man, I know, thanks to you, Chris, you had me, had me come play on a song, which was awesome. I love it. Hey, man, so, you always bring the sauce, man. Like, <laughs> I will call you up every single time I get an opportunity, man. Well, Dude, let me pause you for, right, yeah. for, I think there's so many nuggets already just in just you sharing your testimony, <laughs> your story of how you got involved in music. Three big things that stood out to me. Number one, when you were younger, um, you know, worshiping through tragedy. Um, and I've talked to so many people on this podcast that have a similar story. They hit a hard time or, or they have a, a, a loss close to their family or close to them. And, um, you know, I think there's either two paths you go down that, right? You run from God or you run towards him. Yes. And just to hear how, how you chose to, to run to the heart of the father in that, uh, season of your life. And then out of that pain really comes purpose. I mean, like, it feels like that was kind of the Genesis moment of you discovering your passion and your love to play guitar and to, to worship through that. And so, man, I just, I think that's been an amazing story that I've seen in, in so many Christians lives of like deciding to like, Hey, out of this season, I'm, I'm going to pursue God and, and God always comes through on his promises. Like he, he never yes. like, I mean, and we say this so often, like he never leaves us or forsakes us, but like God draws near to the heart of the brokenhearted. Mm. And, and I think it's in those seasons and in those moments where he really reveals himself in a unique and vulnerable way to those who would draw close to his heart. And so, uh, and just knowing how authentic and real you are, and you've always been that ever since I've known you, oh, um, I appreciate you sharing that part of your story. But then the other side of it is, you know, as you got a little bit more developed in your craft and you realize, man, I really want to do this. The key word that stood out to me was availability. Like, you're just like, hey, I'm just, avail I'm 23. I'm, I, I don't have a plan. <laughs> I'm just, I, I want to do this. And then you got that call. Speak to a mo speak for a moment just to anybody who's listening and you know we have worship leaders, worship teams, musicians, creative artists, a pool of people that kind of listen to this podcast. But speak to that person that's like, man, you know, I've I've kind of had it in my heart that I want to do this thing. Like I, I I've I've been working on my craft. I've been so number one, what's the main thing that you would give as advice of like, hey, this is really what you need to focus on? And then number two, like, what do you do with that? Like, okay, I'm available. Um, God, you know, the ball is in your court, so to speak. Like, what would you say to, to that listener? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, no, there's, you know, this, I could have a, right, we could have a super deep conversation of everyone's specific situation to look at all, like, like, it's never, right, it's never as simple as, you know, just, oh, just do this, because there's, there's so many variables going on in everybody's lives, right? So I, I, um, I think in my life at that moment, just my situation that we're talking about that moment where the you know, Matt Redmond called and I, I, it was a crazy, you know, open door for me in that, um, in that moment too, I, I, I weighed in, you know, I'm like, well, Lord, I'm single. <laughs> I don't have that much responsibility. You know, I think with all these, with all decisions, pract being practical too, but I, God works all that stuff out though. He, I, I, I know he does. Cause I, you know, we all have friends and, um, different places of life with, you know, different amount of kids in a relationship, different jobs, jobs get taken away where money and all that we can't control in that. We all learned that. I think we all learned that in the last couple of years. Um, but, but as far as being availability, holding on, what, one thing I would say too, as part of that is being available. So 
Um, you know, if you have a passion, I think having your focus on that, having your focus on all things around that passion and being teachable and be able to grow um, from anyone. I tried to learn from yeah. anyone I could, anyone involved in my church or fan group, um, you know, on that. But also um, what I was going to say is, is being hold, well, holding on to it loosely. I know we say that term a lot. Um, I've learned that every season of my life, like things wow. that, you know, like, like with Matt, with Matt Redmond, I had a season with Matt. Matt and I are really close, you know, still. Um, There's a lot of variables why I stopped playing with him, you know, and, and uh, you know, why that season ended. And it, uh, you know, I, I think I just had to trust God that he was moving me to something else, moving Matt to something else, you know, and, uh, and uh, yeah. And so with all that too, I think being available, just looking at it as a season, like this is, you know, I'm on Matt's journey, Right. You know, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to, in your cursor, it's going to look different than it's going to look different than we might have some heroes. Like I know for me, a heart, like with this, I look at some of my heroes who have, I perceive them as being involved in one ministry or one, you know, almost like a, uh, I guess like, I love the NBA, almost compared to like a Kobe Bryant, you know, Kobe Bryant was in the Lakers his entire tenure, you know, but yeah, yeah. literally 99% of players. And, and, and get moved around like nobody, you know, yeah. and I think I kind of relate my life. I kind of look at it like that a little bit, actually, because I, I, you know, sometimes I just really want to be involved in one thing forever. And, but I'm yeah. like, you know what, God, that's okay. If not, and God moves you out of that. So, so, you know, I think, a, and I'm, I think that's a special, that's like a special anointing and a special spirit that you have because, you know, part of that is like, okay, it's, it's being rooted in your faith, but not necessarily in a certain place. And so you're able right. to kind of, and what, what I love about you is you're able to take your gifting and, and the, the wiring that God's made you and you pour it out everywhere you go. Oh, I think that's such a, that's such a unique anointing that you carry, man. And you do it so gracefully, but like, thanks, what man. does that look like? I mean, as, as like, I know this is one of the questions I sent you, like talk about making that jump from church every week, which sounds like that was your South Carolina season yep. of like, yep. and even growing up, you're playing in the same church every single week. What does it look like now that you're touring and you're, you know, I, you've been out with, oh my goodness, the list could go on. Matt Marr, <laughs> Matt Redman, uh, John Mark McMillan, Chris Tomlin. Uh, I mean, who are some of the other cats you've been out with? I mean, it's just wild. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, you have, you have short seasons or you have short one out, but yeah, those, those you named were probably my longest tenures yeah. of playing with yeah. people. But um, lately I've been playing a lot um, with some new artists. So it's funny. They're all um, around my around our age, but uh, Tasha Layton is a new oh, artist. I love Tasha. She's yeah, great. Tasha's incredible. John Reddick. I've been playing with John. John's a worship nice. leader here. And he's, and it's always funny to me too, Curtis, cause um, they are both like, like I have a style, I guess, and they are on their side style. I don't know how I get in certain situations, <laughs> but I just trust God, you know, but they, I, mean, I, I love the, um, just learning, you know, learning, learning new things. And I love, uh, um, just, yeah, seeing what God's going to do in whatever season I'm in, you know, um, I just actually had a crazy trip to Europe with John Reddick, uh, two weeks ago, I went to this place called the Faroe Islands. It's like this remote island chain in the North Sea in between Iceland and Norway. We were like, are there even people there? I just think of like, I thought we were going to like Asgard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know, and wow. like, wow. yeah, there's like an incredible church there that, you know, figured out a way to bring John in. And um, we did, it Amazing. was just awesome. Yeah, so I, I love, my heart too with that is I, um, like, I just, um, I was invested in and poured in during, you know, that season of my life in high school um, in a lot of, I was distraught and pain and I was poured into 
and I always am grateful and want that too. So even if it, if it brings me all around the world, that's crazy, and I love it. I mean, I remember praying that actually in high school, being like, it would be so cool to get to you know be around the world in different cultures, and you know, I believe wow. God is yeah. So I I think I think the Lord fulfills all your desires and dreams. He I, I believe. Dude, I, I love does, so. I love that man. Like yeah, so. it, it's always like one of those things where it's like, hey, be careful what you pray for because God <laughs> answers yeah. it in mysterious ways, and I think there's power in our prayers, and and one of the things that. Uh, has kind of been a personal prayer for me is just what you, I mean, Psalm 37, four, like, you know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll grant you the desires of your heart. And here you find yourself getting to go all over the world. And so let me ask you, like, how do you stay rooted? Like, what is, what is your, your daily life or your weekly rhythms like look like as far as like, cause you're in different time zones half the time. No, that is, you could ask my, well, I have a constant check-in with my parents cause yeah, my, you know, I'm 37 now. So it's, it's, it's kind of hilarious, but I'm so grateful. Um, I've realized Mm. how, yeah, it is, it is difficult. You know, I think for anybody in ministry who's traveling or any vocation, really, it's just so easy to like, I like even I've been, I mean, I've been talking to my mom, I've been trying to figure out a routine because I just can't get in a necessarily routine and Mm -hmm. it gets tricky. Um, it gets tricky for me as well. Like, um, you know, I make, I've been making my living playing events, whether that's playing or like you said, teaching at clean. I love it, but I am like always gone on weekends. So like I, you know, I would say in Nashville yeah. church, church of the city is the church I've attended the most, but I just can't get super, you know, it's, it's, it's a strange yeah. season to be. So anyways, rooted. It's this fight. I just go out of my way. You know, my parents, I have actually a friend group, uh, that I've done most of my life at there. A lot of them are in Colorado Springs. I know, you know, a lot of the um, Aaron mm-hmm. Keys and the, there's a, oh, a, yeah. worship, a worship school called Ten Thousand uh, Fam now Ten Thousand Fathers and Mothers. But uh, yep, they. We just talked my... to. Uh, we just had Seth Putnam on the. Oh podcast. cool! Oh no way! Yeah. Oh he's yeah. he's a, he is a genius and a what oh, a man. guy. Yeah. Oh that's awesome. Dude. Well, um, but yeah, I anyways I just actively try to seek. I look at my life of who has been with me. Um, who has you know, like who I basically trust, but also who knows me and who can call me out and give it to me with my, um, what they, you know, Dan, Dan and I still talk weekly, monthly, my friend Dan. So yeah. So I just, I just try to make sure, you know, and obviously with the word and that stuff, it's, it's like every battle, you know, you get tired, but then, you know, if you're doing it professionally, yes, you do it, but to actually have it, uh, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a, it's always a battle. It's never easy. I guess what I'm saying. I I think, I think, you know, whether you're traveling all the time or even like being rooted in a local church and in a worship team community is always, you got to fight for it. Mm -hmm. You you have to fight for community because it's so easy to kind of get on autopilot. And I love that you do have people that you continuously can check in with and they have, you know, I call it like, you need to have people in your life that have permission to call you out, that have that relational capital, that have that trust with you. And I mean, you know, you can't do ministry at a high level or ministry at a consistent level uh, if you don't really have that rootedness and you don't have that community and you don't have that um, circle of people that are, and, and the, and the people that do, you usually find out that somewhere along the line, uh, you know, with these high profile stories where, you know, people kind of, maybe they mess up or they kind of fall out of ministry or they, they have a moral failure or something like that. There's always a moment in their history piece where it was like, I think I can do this on my own better than I can do it with others. Yeah. And the thing that I love about, you know, I've just kept up with your story and of course like I've had you play <laughs> on projects and like we've, we've stayed in touch and whatnot, but it's like, it's every picture that you post, you're with a group of people. 
And it's like, it's never been about uh, you. You've, you've done some amazing things and you've had opportunity to do a lot of great things. But I think like the thing that is amazing about what you do is that you, you have this, um, this mindset of like, I'm going to do it with others, you know? And there's this phrase that we, uh, we had at national community churches, like alone, you can go fast, but together you'll go far. Huh, and that's awesome. Yeah. I just, I, I love seeing that in you, man. Oh and man, thanks. Talk, talk a little bit about what does it look like to kind of be, cause you know, you mentioned a little bit of that adaptability. You play different styles, you play with different groups, different artists. So you constantly have to be on the flex. And part of that is just being so in tune with your craft that you don't get locked into one mode. Um, what's the best way to stay flexible? Like, like how do you do that as a guitarist? And even I'll go so as, I mean, you're a worship leader, man. I mean, you yeah, know that. Like thanks. if you're on stage leading worship, uh, how do you stay flexible with that? What's the, what's yeah, the so easiest way to do that? Yeah, so two. I look at two sides, like the, like you know, the practical, um, practical application of that. You know, I think it's important. We're all coming from diverse backgrounds, so um, I think trying to learn different, being open to try to learn different styles on your instrument, being you know, um, open to criticism <laughs> is Ooh, a very that's good. You know, yeah, you know, um, that that has always. I've always just tried to be like, I don't know anything, you know, and I'm always, I feel like I've always been around people who are way better than me. So I've always just tried wow. to yeah, hang, hang on and learn. Um, and, uh, I do like, Oh, and I know we kind of pivoted a little to I'll wrap your, you had another question earlier about just being involved in the local church to touring. So I'll kind of relate that in this, but, um, like, you know, serving on a worship team every week, you're playing with, you know, sometimes the team's somewhat consistent, but other times there's people changing in and out. So I, I always took it pretty seriously to try to be the best version of me with whoever I was with playing. So like if I was with, like if me and Curtis were playing guitar and you play a certain, like we're both playing electric, say I would play a certain way with you to try to make that the best thing. But then if I play with someone else and they play a little differently, I'm going to try to compliment them the best in whatever wow. that style. So I always took it. I just took it pretty seriously to try to um, learn how to do that. And I think now going to the other side of what I'll say, the second part of, um, you know, being adaptable with that. As I, when I play with different artists or worship leaders, I always just kind of try to read them or, and literally maybe ask them like, do you like what I'm doing? <laughs> you know, or, or read, <laughs> or read their body language if they're, you know, and, and, and with that, you know, I, I kind of, I've, you know, we all have our, everybody has a different language of communication as a leader. And, you know, some people are direct and not direct. So I just try to read if it's going well <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and then, you know, and then I, I think, and that's such a, I, I mean, I'm 37 now and I started really like at eight, you know, eight, I would say 15 is when I started playing at church when I started guitar. But when I went to Charleston when I was 18, that's when I really started, you know, I was not, I didn't know anybody. So I, mm. every, I was just 18. And so I've just, you know, it's been a lot of years of, um, you know, really trying to, um, really learn that skill set of how to how to compliment other players and then how to serve the worship leader to where I felt like they just were comfortable with what I was playing in my style. Um, and so I can, you know, I can tell with different arts too when things, you know, and, and I'll be like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if that felt great. What do you think? And they'll be like, oh yeah, could you do more of this thing? Or, you know, and and uh, we all have had different, um, we've all had different leaders in our lives who, 
you know, I, again, I always compare it to sports, but who are more of the tough kind of coach types, you know, and I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I grew up playing sports, so I work well with that. So, um, I mean, I'll even say I'm really grateful. Like I've been friends for a long time with Mac Brock. He's a you know, worship leader. Oh yeah. Mac, yeah. Mac, Mac is a musical savant. <laughs> wow. He is. Yeah. And, and also Matt Marr as well. Matt Marr, who blamed Matt, like oh, he, yeah. both of them. And so they push, they have pushed me. Like, I don't, I don't, show up like unprepared and when i do show up it's still i'm always on my toes getting ready to adapt because they the you know and, and um like in and it's playing with john lately to john reddick is a i met him as a keyboard player actually he is like an unbelievable keyboard player so there i yeah so with that i just try to read read the worship leaders and read the you know read the band and compliment that's the that's the biggest thing i can you know in a nutshell man there's so much gold in that because you know I think the humility that people have on stage, I mean, in worship, there's no room for pride or ego. And, and honestly, I think like the, the greatest sound of worship is a sound that reaches the father's ears in humility. And, you know, it's just like, Lord, we just come, this is an offering, man. And so I think the, the amazing thing that happens is when you, you know, you talked about complimenting others on stage and man, for every electric guitarist that's listening to that, like to, uh, we, and we have a great, uh, we've got three guys here at, at Destination that play electric guitar, and they're always so open. Like, hey, am I stepping on things? Am I am I am I in it's my awesome. lane? Is this is this making the song work right? And I think that's so huge because we've all played with those players on stage where it's just about them, and you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's a solo for twenty minutes. And I think <laughs> the most amazing thing is when you've got you know four or five lanes that are all running in the same direction and it's this glorious sound where everybody no one's fighting for position no one's fighting for you know to be seen and it's just like man we're not here to elevate any of us we're here to elevate jesus and the best way we do that is by honoring one another and pointing towards him and i think the cool thing is that you know you mentioned this where you show up prepared but ready to adapt and and if there was a better definition for excellence, I don't know, man. Like that's that's <laughs> oh, so good because I think you know you never stop learning. And and yeah. for for those who are worship leaders, whether you're 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 worship pastor or you're on a worship team, never stop learning. And I mean, Matt, dude, you've played on like some of the world's biggest stages, but to have that that uh, humility where it's like, hey, I don't know anything. I think that's what makes it so attractive. Like mm-hmm. my dad once taught me that. Uh, humility attracts the presence of God. That's why he showed up to shepherds, you know, mm-hmm. to make the announcement of Jesus' birth. He showed up to the most humble people group. And humility attracts God's presence. And and I just kind of want to build off of that. The next question I would ask you is like, so what does worship leading look like for you? Not being in that singing seat or maybe the one that's in the front with a microphone, but in a different role on stage, yet still on stage leading. What does that look like for you as you approach maybe a a worship set or as you approach the songs or you even approach the idea of like, hey man, I am a worship leader just without a microphone. What does that look like? Man, I love that, that question. Yeah, and I, I, my outlook on that has actually evolved. Um, I used to, you know, I used to, like I was saying, I I took it, I I wanted this to be a vocation for me, you know, like I really wanted Mm -hmm. to do, so, so I was very serious in my mm. early days, I think I think there is, and I would say, in my so serious, um, I think a word would be like reverent, and I yeah. I think it's a great. I think you know it's great um, to show emotion and like like from your face or you know and worshiping and singing along, um, or or not just taking in the moment and being you know 
whether a lot of people close their eyes, some don't, you know, I, I, I was more in that kind of, um, context a lot, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's funny now that as I'm getting older and I've been like, even this weekend I played, um, I played at a worship conference in Minnesota and I did some teaching and I was on a team with some people who I hadn't met before. And, uh, there was a younger bass player to me who's amazing. He's I actually, but he has so much joy literally the whole time. We just were smiling and having fun the whole time. We're about because I was like, I can't even stop laughing because like it's just there are some things we we're just doing that were funny, you know. But I, <laughs> I've kind of like I don't know, you know. And it, it was a conference where people are coming, learning, and taking in everything that's mm-hmm, going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we were kind of being like just so funny sometimes, you know, not not inappropriately funny, you know, on stage, but not not distracting, but just more in that vein of you know. And I I think that's a uh, I think that's a really great. Um, like place to be where there's just so much joy and not, uh, I, I actually was kind of proud of myself <laughs> for this weekend for just kind of having a lot of fun <laughs> with this new friend of mine. Cause sometimes I'll just take it too seriously and want to like, you know, execute well and be look like I'm a, I don't even know what, you know, I'm trying like a mature, like, you know, but I was just like, I'm just one of the kids. I'm, I'm great. This he, he, I think he thinks I'm cool on stage. So we're having fun. <laughs> like, I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good I think, point because I think, yeah. I think sometimes we can take it so far in the serious realm and like, I mean, absolutely. Like there are um, those moments. Like, know, yeah, there's, there, moments. There, there's moments where, where it's just, it's awe and reverence and you, you gotta be able, that's why it's so important to read the room, read the moment and the situation. But man, like if you can't have fun worshiping Jesus, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, was, I think almost like, I think almost more words for your street. I think like, I just know from my parents and like, like when they, they don't know musical stuff really, but when they observe me having fun on stage when they go to something I'm at and they're like, Oh, that looked like that was really great. You know, like, like they're moved. People are moved more, you know, by, uh, by looking at people having joy. I guess that's the big thing. It's just joy. And so I'd say, yeah, I would say, you know, yes, there are the moments where maybe you're singing along, you know, you're, you can do any, you know, expression you want. I'm all about anything, but I think joy is actually, what conveys more worship whether having fun and you know we're all and we are all wow. i don't I, yeah and i i've had times too i mean we all have you know being like like they're we're never going to be 100 percent ready to worship on a sunday morning we're all coming in from different <laughs> different stresses you know whatever that is so i i think i i don't think you even have to put on a face of it you know i'm like and if you're having wow. like like if like maybe this time like if you had a really crappy week you don't have to be like man like i i almost i actually tell people and they're like, man, I don't know if I should play this morning because I've had like the worst week. I'm like, actually, I think you should, because like, and just have fun with it. Like, this is your just be with us and have you know be with the team and, and have an escape. Not, I don't want to say an escape, you know, but this is your play. Like, just worship with your instrument. Let's just have Bring fun. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I because we're never we're never fully at a uh, no. I mean, maybe some weeks we are. Everything's aligned and we are most holy. <laughs> maybe some <laughs> weeks and we're ready, you know. Ready, but I don't. I, I think everybody's always coming in from something where you know devil's trying to take you out so i think it's oh, i think man. joy i think joy joy through that smiling and having fun interaction with other musicians on stage and is the best thing you can do so that's kind of where i'm at Dude, these days that's awesome i i the last week i've just been living in hebrews four sixteen, which says boldly approach the throne of grace you know with confidence we approach his throne of grace to to obtain grace and mercy in our time of need and like i think there's just something about that like too many, too many people like timidly approach the throne. But the Bible tells us, hey, with confidence and bold, because of what Christ has done, the veil was torn from top to bottom. Like, man, we can come into the presence of God boldly with confidence to obtain grace and mercy. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, part of that is like, man, like 
yeah, with joy, with joy. Like yeah. there's like if you're joyful, it's not usually with a timidness. There's a confidence. There's a it's like, man, I'm just pumped, dude. I'm just pumped to be able to like one of the things we say all the time is in our church here in Richmond is that we get to do this. Like it, it's it's amazing. Like and and you just, so you just see people with joy all throughout Sundays here. That's so and, awesome. And, and I love that. And like, there's hardly ever a time where I'm talking to you where you're not smiling. Like, even like, if it's on a phone, not on Facetime yeah. like we are right now, but like, you can just hear the joy in your voice, man. Well, listen, dude, we've got just a yeah. few more mo moments yeah. here, and I, I wanted to ask you this question. I've been excited about this uh, because you're somebody who you know you get to run in different circles, and you're all over the place. And dude, I want to just kind of get real here as we as we kind of close our time together. Like, what have you seen in this modern worship movement? Um, from your lens, this is a twofold question that is inspiring. Like, man, what? Because I think we're, there's just so many cynics and we're so skeptical in this modern day of church and worship. And like, we're, it, it's just so crazy with all the different things that come out. And it's almost like, I might be stepping over my lane, but it, it's almost like sometimes you see Christians, the way they talk about the church almost relishing in the fact of like, yeah, so-and-so, did you see this one church? Man, their leader just got called out for this and that. And it's just weird. And I'm, I'm just like, are you happy about that? Like, this is yeah. the bride of Christ. Like, this Amen. is Jesus' bride. Um, what have you seen? And so I'm, I'm constantly like, look, I know some of these like statistics might come out about like this and that and Christianity's on the decline. Dude, not where I'm at. I mean, man, yeah. God is on the move. The Holy <laughs> Spirit is on the, there is a revival happening right now. I was just out in San Diego and man, we saw God move in incredible ways this last weekend. I mean, I, I've got friends that are over in Pakistan and India and like this wave of revival is happening. Man, share with us awesome. something that you've seen that's inspiring, dude. Like, man, what, what have you just been inspired of as of late in the body of Christ? The body of Christ. Oh, man. Well, for, all right. So from worship side, you know, they're like from the actual um, corporate worship side of it, you know, but I, I, I've been really inspired seeing a lot of movements. And, like, basically, there's not one way to just worship anymore. Like I wow. think the last several years, um, you know, we've been building up, um, and and it's not. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it's use of, um, it's been use of technology and resources. But like we built up, you know, um, this ability to do these really slick, um, big arena, big you know, Coldplay, um, which is which is <laughs> awesome. I mean, I love it. I love yeah. playing. I, I love. I never. You know, it's there is powerful when you have that many people, you know, coming together, and then when the everything is is that powerful um but I, I i've seen lately it's i i don't you know maybe the more uh because of covid with a lot of more churches streaming in that ability has helped mm -hmm. us too but i feel like a lot of people now are like you know what this is just who we are um and this is what yeah. we you know whether and i think that's a really good thing with um you know not not you know whatever you know if a smaller congregation somewhere in I don't know, you know, Wyoming or Montana, they don't need to do what's happening at whatever church in Dallas, the exact wow. service style, you know, it's because I, I, I think influence is good, but I also think a certain extent, it's like everyone needs to be real and be in tune with your congregation that's going on. Mm. So being, um, you know, I, but, but that too, I, I think it's awesome. Like, uh, just, I said, uh, Wyoming, Montana, I just was at a friend's church in Montana earlier, September. Um, and, it's a medium size, you know, I think six or 700. So maybe bigger for that area, a Baptist church, but, um, they did a lot of variety of songs, which I was actually surprised, like, you know, from, you know, elevation or whatever. Um, I was surprised, 
but the way they did it and people I don't know it was really responsive in the way the instrumentation I thought I think I think it's cool now with you know YouTube and the way whatever song resources are getting out there that churches can do it but they're also kind of being like you know we don't need to do it full on like Mm-hmm. Like elevate, you know, we can kind of make our way because great songs are great songs. So I've 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 really been encouraged by going around and kind of seeing more, I feel like in tune in tuneness with like almost reality of what's your in your area and congregation rather than just trying yeah. to all base it off, you know, three or four entities um mm. exactly, you know. So that's so um, good. Yeah, so the second side <laughs> yeah, the second yeah. the second side. I, you know, I, I don't, I feel though like humanity is always like we are selfish, you know, we all Mm. are and we're all, so I, you know, we've all seen, you know, there's, I just think since the beginning of with, you know, of contemporary worship, but also with the use of media, just everything has become more public. So we're going to see people fall and like you were saying, you know, and you know that, and I think like you're kind of saying too, I think the, uh, it's just really hard because we don't, all of us don't know all the variables. It's hard. It's, I don't know if it's just like gossip's not the word, but you just see so much happening and it's mm. people talk. And I, I almost, I don't know what to say with this. Like, I just, just who cares about all that? Like, obviously if something really affects um, directly your ministry and yeah. you have to confront it. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's almost like we don't, you know, you just, People are going to make mistakes and people are human. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's human nature. I think the higher um, influence you get, the harder you fall, the more, you know, so, so I, I would almost, I I guess what I, what I'm saying is a lot of people are putting a lot of their emotion and I don't think it's their actual hearts, but their emotions are into figures and entities. And when things fail, it makes them turn away. I think that's always kind of been mm. there too, but now I feel like it's more noticeable because every information is so accessible, you know, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. So I, you know, you want to love and trust people, but at the same time, I think we just all need to remind ourselves like, Hey, if something happens, that's, that's human nature and there's grace. And, you know, obviously hopefully some people are accountable and there's restoration and whatever, whoever, whatever it is, that's not up mm-hmm. to us. That's, that's their journey mm-hmm. and whatever. But, but I don't think it should affect, hopefully it doesn't affect anybody's personal walk with that. And I think I see a lot of people who, you know, it does. And it makes, I've talked, conversation. you know, it's, it's hard though. When something yeah. becomes so emotional and so powerful, it's yeah. hard not to get discouraged when you think someone is, you know, Jesus basically, but they're not, you know, um, they're yeah. not. And so anyways, that's, a, that's, a, that's probably the most concerning thing I've seen. If that you know, that's sense. amazing because you, you just think about how there's never been perfect humans other than Jesus. So right. as like, is, <laughs> right. is like, I mean, even going all the way back, like, let's go back to Abraham. Okay. Abraham did some crazy stuff. If you read Genesis, like, man, I mean, you know, he did some wild I mean, David, stuff, David, David, I mean, Moses, yeah. Yeah. Every every influential leader throughout the Bible has made massive mistakes. And I think, you know, here we are in 2022 and it's like, no, they're still making mistakes. There's still humanity. But at the end of the day, your faith isn't in those people. It's got to be in God. It's got to be in right. Christ alone. And you've got to trust that, you know, um, yeah, God is just so much bigger than that. And and I think one of the things that I, I, I've really tried to live by lately is man, give people the benefit of the doubt. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, what did Jesus say? You know, they caught the woman 
uh, in the act of adultery. And he, and he just restores her so gently. He's like, man, any of you guys who's without sin, go ahead and cast the first stone. Mm. And one by one, they leave. And then he just looks at her and he picks her up and he's like, go and sin no more. You know, and there's just yeah. there's such a redemption and a grace with Jesus. And I think the church um, needs to remember that. You know, I think as followers of Christ, we've got to remember that like, man, Jesus walked with grace and truth. And the Bible put the word grace first in that two-part mm. category. And, and I think it's just so amazing that um, that he did that. And he's obviously the, the greatest example of God. I mean, like if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. And so I think, man, what you're saying is like, you know, you've been inspired by the variety and the authenticity that you've seen. And and then you're just like, hey, like let, let's just make sure that we don't put our faith in the wrong yes. person. Yes. Man. Yes. Dude, that's, that's so good. Thanks. Matt, anything else you want to tell our listeners before we uh, before we say <laughs> goodbye today? Oh, man, we talked about so much. I'm so grateful to be here, Curtis. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Man, how can people connect with you? Is there anything that you're doing uh, that we need to know about, man? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm loving to, I've been doing more of these, uh, guitar clinics, we'll call them, or just worship schools. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 um, it's funny. I think God, I don't know. It's, you know, especially for COVID sometimes I get really busy with, you know, a couple artists and then I don't, I have a lot of time and I, I don't know. I've never really jumped out. I've been a full-time player for so long. So I'm, I'm definitely open if God opens my schedule, if I were to have more, um, you know, invites to, to do more of that teaching side. Um, and I do do, I do, uh, like FaceTime lessons. I love it. I love connecting, you know, with, um, people from every, and I can get, you know, I give my email or whatever and oh, connect. And so any, any, yeah, I, I, that's been, you know, I've still any doors that open playing wise or recording. I love it, but I've been doing a lot more relational, uh, I love stuff that. Too. So yeah, love it. Well, listen, we're going to put Matt's contact in our show notes. And I'll say from firsthand, having him in to do a guitar clinic, definitely worth your while. He's oh, an thanks, amazing Chris. guy, as you can hear from this podcast. And uh, so we're going to put his contact in the show notes. Matt, you've been awesome, man. God bless you, dude. Thanks for joining thanks us so on much. Worshipology. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.